Welcome back to New Rockstars. Despite all the many surprise cameos in Spider-Man No Way Home, was one major Marvel cameo actually removed from this film that might have made Toby and Andrew's arrivals a bit more monumentous than just Ned Lee's accidentally in his living room. This is Rogue Theory. Folks, we are back in 2022. Is this technically the third season of Rogue Theory? Is that where we're drawing the line? This is a show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles we love. And right now, that biggest nerdy title is Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm here with three of my favorite nerds. I'm Eric Voss. Going rogue with me today is the always amazing Jessica Clemens. Right back to you. And swinging in from the Twitchverse, it's Angelica Trey. Hi, it's good to be back. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi, I love your uh, background. Mm, it's so dreamy you. and starry. And um, I'm going to catch one of those falling stars. Put it in my pocket. I'd love it. Um, but also, from his own glorious background, look at that lighting. My God. Sorcerer Supreme, host of the Film Philosophers podcast, it's Eddie Villanueva. What is up, guys? It's good to be back. Good to be in the new year, spending it with some good old-fashioned nerds. And uh, yeah, let's get into this. We are some old-fashioned nerds. We are, for sure. We are a couple Spider-Man noirs here. Yeah, but yeah. we have some modern sensibilities. As we read Variety... <laughs> I don't, that's one of the old traits. But anyway, Variety reported this week uh, for, in an interview with the uh, No Way Home screenwriters that originally the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield variants of Peter Parker were actually going to be brought in by a completely different process, a different Marvel character, not by Ned's accidental magic. So I'm going to just read what Variety wrote here. They, they said, at first they had planned a very different introduction for Maguire and Garfield's Peters. They arrived just after the death of Peter's Aunt May, more on that in a bit, but not by happenstance. Quote, they are brought in by a Marvel character going, here are the saving graces and they're going to help you through this, according to Chris McKenna, though he declines to say which character it was. It was just more of a deus ex machina. Now, for those of you who uh, aren't up to date on your Greek drama terms, deus ex machina translates to God from the machine. If you watch Matrix Resurrections, you'd be an expert in this. Uh, his company's named uh, uh, deus machina. But uh, it means God from the machine. Uh, it's how they would use you know, cranes to lower in gods from the heavens to rescue characters from their uh, crises. And really, it just refers to any time you bring in a late-in-the-story character just from above to rescue characters through some random inexplicable means. In Toy Story 3, they had like a fun nod to this where the the claw came back mm -hmm. and literally rescued them as a day six machina. Um, yep. But here they're referring to it as there's some mystery Marvel character from the heavens, some kind of godly spirit who uh, just recognizes Peter's pain and says, I know of the best people from the Spider-Verse who can help you get through this. So I want to ask you guys... Who this Marvel cameo could be? Why was he so uh, cagey about who this character would be? Let's run through some options together. Um, so I want to start with the idea of, could this just have been Doctor Strange? He spent this whole part of the movie strung up in the Grand Canyon in the Mirror Dimension. But was he originally going to play a bigger role in the uh, in the second and third act of this movie? Could he mm. have been the character who uh, helped out Peter here? So really quick, we're assuming that the entire second and third act changed. So he's not upset about there being more people in the world. Because I guess in this situation, yes. he probably wouldn't welcome the other two Peters to console him because he'd be like, we need to send them back. I know your mom just died, but I need to send them back. So we're assuming or, that he- Or like or, he recognized that the mess has already happened and he's yeah. like, well, now that these guys are already here, maybe they can help you in ways okay. that I can. Or a possibility of it being an out of time 
you know, Stephen Strange, kind of like the oh, the oh nega Stephen okay. Strange in another time frame a or timeline. Strange. Like and that. coming in and saying, I've seen how this plays out. Let me help you here. I like that idea a lot, Eddie. Yeah, we saw in the Multiverse of Madness teaser that there totally is going to be multiple Stephen Stranges uh, that mm-hmm. he comes into contact with in that movie. Maybe they could have already started to introduce that here. Maybe mm-hmm. in this movie we think it's just Doctor Strange, but yep. at the end of it, mm-hmm. it's going to be revealed, actually, that wasn't me. I was strung up here the whole time. So if I was here, who was there? Old Man Strange! And they pull mm-hmm. off a mask, and then Scooby-Doo, this shit comes back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good theory. Good theory. I like that one because, yeah, Doctor Strange just seemed so stubborn in No Way Home that the only plausible explanation, if it was strange, is it's a different strange. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, to me, the, the most telling part of this uh, Variety interview is that, like, they, they're reluctant to say who it was. Like, if it was just mm-hmm. something as simple as, like, we want something different to happen with Doctor Strange. So it means, like... If it was Doctor Strange or whoever it was, it means that there's some upcoming title that yes. these two writers don't want to reveal 100. anything to yet. That there's Ooh. some kind of plot thread 100%. for Marvel. So if, it could be Doctor Strange. But let's bring up the co-star of Multiverse of Madness, Scarlet Witch, as an option. Someone who understands grief probably better than anyone I in would, the Marvel mm, Universe at the moment. I would believe could that she one have more been so. The one? I believe that one yeah, more so, especially because, and we talked about this on Monday, that uh, I was like, Scarlet Witch has so much remorse, I think, still now that she's like hiding, she still feels bad about what she's done and she recognizes what she's done, that I wouldn't, but I still think she would be willing to emotionally be there for someone else, even if it meant breaking a little bit of the like law. So I think she would definitely have brought, like been like, you'll be okay. This is like, this is who, and he knows who she is. So it's not like it's new, but I feel like that could be someone that could have came out of hiding and helped him find himself after that death because she knows death. So I, that's the one I'm standing with. Hmm. I mean, imagine that cameo right there. Like, it probably wouldn't be through a sparkle portal. She would just like be a voice from the shadows Mm -hmm. or just like Mm -hmm. her, her, uh, her hand, like her, uh, black, uh, colored hand, which is like. Uh, land on Peter's shoulder and be like, Ugh, what the hell? And then uh, kind of like <laughs> the way he that. reacted to Strange in the dungeon and then said he turn around and it's Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda Maximoff. I mean, that would have been, I would have stood up and started screaming in the theater mm-hmm. if she had yeah. in this movie that way or anyway, right? Yeah. 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 Oh man, I, I would definitely, I would definitely see that with her level of empathy too, where she would probably hear out Tom Holland's Spider-Man and say, you know what? I like this redemption arc. I will help you out. Mm. Let me help you with the storyline. Let me help you with that. Yeah, story yeah. Let's quick. further this you. along. Let's unbox. Let's get this. you more movies. Let's get you yeah. more movies. <laughs> let's get you more <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just I, I like that idea. I like the idea that Wanda Maximoff is finally coming into her own as mm. her impact as a character throughout the entire Marvel comic universe. That we're finally seeing her get to the stage where she is on equal footing. So it, it'd be really great. It would have been really great to have Wanda in there, especially to set up Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Thematically, I think we're all realizing that this is exactly what Wanda's been trying to do, right? We saw her at the end of WandaVision flipping through the dark hold. We assume trying to find her kids somewhere in the multiverse. And if that is what her objective <gasps> was in that moment, that's exactly what she would want to do for Peter here. Now, we don't know how much she knows Peter Parker. They were fighting in the same battle in Avengers Endgame, but yeah. I don't think they've ever said any words to each mm-hmm. other. But at this point, she has to be aware of well, him. You Civil know? War, and, Civil War, right? In the battle scene. Oh, that's right. They they did fight in that quick. battle as well. It was well. quick. But was, yeah, it was, was kind of like, uh, he's this dope swinging over here. I'm going <laughs> to fight these guys over yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever, I'm, I'm blanking right now. I don't think they've ever actually talked to each other. 
But I uh, want, these are two characters I gotta see talk to each other sometime yeah. soon, you know? Yeah. I, that would be great if she kind of takes over that parenting mother role that Aunt May left, you know, with him. Like, she's just like, he's a young boy. He reminds me of my son. <laughs> My my invisible son, and you, he's like. Mama? She should adopt Peter Parker yes. and Ned and MJ. Like Do you know I lost sweet Billy that would Tommy, be? but you'll be my children. My like, heart. <laughs> I would I would cry in theaters if she even got like if she was like I had a son like you once. I'd be like oh, I'd be like no. Yeah. Oh. Or, and then or they just enough, leave a, they a go trail of crumbs over to <laughs> yeah. Wanda's house. They're like, I don't trust this lady. And then they throw <laughs> her in an oven. No. Or it'd be interesting as well. Like in the in the. In the kind of sisterly vibe, she says, you know, I had a brother who was just like you. Oh, yeah. And, and then going that route, seeing as, you know, currently with, you know, mm. uh, that would be an interesting take as well 100. if they do create that kind of fl- familial kind of vibe. So. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge theme with Wanda, right, is family and then the grief of that. And so I definitely think she's willing to go through any lengths in order to have someone that feels like family or bring back a family. So, yeah, I could see that. She comes out, yeah. I don't got friends, I got family. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And then oh, it's too fast, yes. too furious. There you go. <laughs> She's speeding in that Ferrari. Um, I'm trying to, keep it, trying to keep it within the wizard family for now, right now. Um, Wong is someone who left early on in the story. And Wong mm. is the Sorcerer Supreme. Could he have been someone who helped out Peter Parker in this moment? Because as we saw in the movie, he did not denied Strange the opportunity to do this spell. He just said, leave me out true, of it. True. And then he disappeared from the rest of the movie. Would it have been interesting if this Sorcerer Supreme Wong could have uh, brought over these Peter Parkers mm. to help Tom in this moment? I think Wong was so fleeting in the film, but it would be really funny if he just popped out of a portal and went, fine, I'll help you out. And then like just went back in and just started doing his stuff, you know, like going back to it. Uh-huh. That would be really silly. And honestly, I could see him doing that type of thing just because his character is so serious, but he does some really funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. we see him return or is it supposed to jump to the Shang-Chi part where he goes and gets... Do you know what I'm talking about? Because at the end of Shang-Chi, he uh, shows well, up and I gets Well, I think them. Shang-Chi so takes we... place before No Way Home. Um, oh, like I, I think Shang-Chi takes place over the summertime. It does, it does. Sorry, yeah, he's, he's going to the... Okay, got it. He's just yeah, a busy sorcerer. He's he's running around. Mm. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's the guy's everywhere. I just want to know if Wong could have had some relationship with Ned's Nana. You know, like Ned supposedly through his family lineage had some magic, which it's one of my gripes with this movie is it does change the way magic is supposed to work in the MCU. It's supposed to be like you go to Kamartage. You yeah. just train for months and months and years and years, and eventually you get it. Strange is able to expedite that because he has a photographic memory as he studies at nighttime. But like mm-hmm. the fact that Ned just through his like Harry Potter bloodline or whatever could could suddenly do magic. That's not how magic is supposed to work. It's supposed to be uh, an <laughs> yeah. art that you can train at for a long, yeah. long time. Well, maybe that um, means. But, what? Oh no, sorry. I was like, maybe that gives reason to why he's so important. Like Ned has to be like the one of the most important people now in the franchise. The fact yeah. that it's just in him. Well, I think there's an opportunity there, like where Ned, since the multiverse is ripped open, he mentioned in the the movie, are there other Ned leads out there? Could Ned, through some other timeline, been brought up as a sorcerer for years and years Mm. and years? And now that the the rift has opened up, he is now connecting with that person's magic in the way that Peter Parker, whose Spidey sense, seems to have an an elevated Spidey sense because the other Peters are in the universe right now. This is kind of like a convergence event. And Ned, as a sorcerer in another timeline, is now like tapping into that. So he doesn't need to, this Ned, he still kind of sucks at it, but it has an ability to open up portals just on a low level. 
I don't like know. I'm that. Reaching. I'm totally reaching right now. I know. I, no, I like reach. that a lot, though. It's a good reach. Yeah, because yeah, that opens up so many possibilities within other multiversal, you know, versions yeah. of the same character too. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds uh, sick. Yeah, so. could this create X Men? <laughs> yes, the answer to that there question is always yes in every video. Yeah. They do it, New Rock Stars. Could this yeah. create the X Men? Yes, the answer is yes. They already exist. Thank I you. I want to see X Men <laughs> as bad as you, Eric. I'm like, bring them well, in. And that's that's kind of my my mindset in terms of also thinking about how these two got into this particular situation and i mean what if what if that particular you know very well spoken person who said that line was you know professor xavier like what if there was a way where that oh. was a possibility and uh you don't actually see him cuz he's floating on his wheelchair and then he just poof goes away into the next multiverse cuz we know that that's also a part of the X-Men storyline and professor xavier has his hand in as well as you know magneto in different timelines and so forth so that would be an interesting yeah intro into that that's fun universe. that would i i mean absolutely every time a portal opens in the mcu part of me dies when it's not one of the x-men you know True. like oh please can it just be <laughs> professor xavier it would force uh xavier to be uh, an expert in the multiverse which when mm -hmm. we left ian mckellen uh and patrick stewart those guys didn't know shit about any multiverse they knew about time travel from days of future past but yeah. like it Unless we introduce a new um, uh, Professor X, right? If we recast him, have a new Professor X, and this guy is also a, a multiverse expert. I feel like the, someone, one of these Fox property characters who will be sudden, a sudden multiverse expert, I think all of us who have no trouble buying, would be uh, uh, Reed Richards, right? So if Reed mm. Richards comes yeah. in, this guy probably knows more about multiverse science than, than most characters who they bring in. Um, so, but I think you're onto something there. I, I hope we see that multiverse of madness at least, you know? Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys: Is there a chance that you know, still trying to keep it in the wizard family for now? <laughs> the ancient one. We saw the ancient one come back in What If, right? And was kind yeah. of this ghostly presence uh, from across timelines. Could the ancient one as a ghost, someone who also knows quite a bit about grief and quite a bit about moving on from death, as she was able to to teach to Strange in my favorite scene in the Doctor Strange film? Could her uh, spectral presence have been the one to introduce uh, Tom Holland Peter to well, his other variants? I think on May dying is his absolute point. I don't think him meeting the other mm. variants of himself is. So I don't think the ancient one would have came back because it's not like Aunt May dying was like a needed a needed point. All yeah. of them have their all of them have someone that dies. So I think she's like, mm. unless Aunt May survived, I think that would bring the ancient one back to be like, mm, she's gotta die. Yeah. But um I don't think involving the other two Parkers was even a part. She's like, everyone die. Like you don't need to see them. <laughs> like you just need this yeah. person to die. So I don't think yeah. so. That's yeah. a that's a really good point in terms of that absolute uh, point that you know the ancient one speaks about in in the what if series, uh, giving a whole new kind of mindset towards all those big moments in comic book history as well as MCU history. You know what are some of those absolute points throughout the last twenty plus films that we've been seeing, um, and seeing if there's some kind of mysticism behind the scenes of what's going on, so that happens. Uh, so I, I really I really do agree. I think the fact of the matter is, is that her appearance would have probably been more to enforce that absolute point as opposed to giving comfort after the fact sure <laughs> giving comfort yeah. she doesn't know comfort she doesn't know comfort nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well plus we have a tendency with these you know very wise characters to trust the process right so we saw yeah. a lot of that with 
what if and and the watcher so i could totally see that unless the watcher somehow intervened like in this mm-hmm. alternate mm-hmm. i don't know movie line i don't i don't know if that's that a would thing, be kind of cool that'd be watu, that would be cool yeah let there Watcher be peters be a fun one. <laughs> yeah the fact the way he ended uh what if how he suddenly just let natasha romanoff transfer timelines like the guy's clearly like eh, i'm not supposed to intervene but this is a pretty huge intervention <laughs> yeah if he let her do that i feel like he would be totally okay with peters meeting mm-hmm. other peters all right um but let's look at uh this is still a sony movie right and we had that huge moment where we saw all these sony verse characters appear in the purple rifts and uh in the video that we released earlier this week i pointed out how one very much looks like a seated madam webb mm-hmm. madam webb seems like the ideal badass cameo who would introduce peter to other peters that's her whole thing she's like meet all the peters and do are stronger together so could this have been the psychic mutant madam webb and then at say, some point, Sony and Marvel were like, you can't put her in this movie yet. Yeah, they they would be like, that's too crazy. Because I was about to be like, this is, she's a mutant. So that would be our introduction. <laughs> through yeah. They don't have to call her a mutant. Wanda Maxwell's a mutant too. They didn't call her a mutant. Oh, that's true. true. That's true. true. That's true. That's true. Then, then yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. But that'd be so much to add into their very new character that everyone It'd be pretty is wild. like, this is a completely new character. Uh, but she's cool. <laughs> I'm very into her. Not I mean, imagine her Helen completely. Mirren, Madam Webb. We'd all lose our freaking minds. Oh I my just, god. I'd be like, Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be the swimming. best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, be really cool, but I, I don't know. Um, just what Jessica said, they threw in so many new characters into the Tom Holland verse that, yeah, I think it might have been a little overwhelming. Though mm. it would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, post credit scene. Post credit scene. That's all, You just shove all your weird shit in the post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. We're all fine with it. Yeah, they're like, here's a new character. Here's <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I'm just paying to go see the post credit scene. I am literally just like, yeah, I care about the movie, but I care more about that yeah. post credit scene. <laughs> I mean, that's Very a business true. model for like 90% of the MCU. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. the credits start rolling. You're like, all right, now's my time. You well, actually pull out the Yeah, I was like, now to finally eat my hot dog. The coldest hot dog. Speaking of wizardry and magic and so forth, and still on that kick, because one of the things that really got me from that article was like i said that the very well spoken uh of you know spokenness of that individual and another person that we know of that speaks very well that just had a really great stint in his own series what if the possibility that the two peters were brought in by loki um Mm -hmm. during the course of, of everything going on he does have the ability to travel through different timelines and maybe at some point in time he's gotten to a point to where he's able to help you know more as you know somebody who has access to that and brought those two in just I was, to help Peter. I was thinking about that, Eddie, with the TVA's work. I was like, what if they were trying to like bring in the TVA slightly in No Way Home, and that was the way to do it, was through Loki? Yeah. But then, I don't know. But I would love it to no, be. No, I mean, theory-wise, I think you're you're totally right. Like, either either Loki or Sylvie or, I mean, think of it this way, Kang. Like, Kang mm-hmm. comes yeah. in and is like, hey, you need some help? And then, But it's really, he's got like some mischievous intentions behind that. The only issue with that is recently there was an interview this week where the screen artists are like, yeah, uh, No Way Home was pretty locked in before that Loki finale happened. Mm. We had no idea that was happening. But like our head cannons can make this true. Exactly. Eddie, Eddie Jessica, I mean, Angelica, you and I just Or, like, or we could just hear like, wow. And then, real. you know, the Peters come yeah, in too. It's just Moby. Wow. Look at the Peters. Wow. 
Um, this has been a rich, fascinating conversation. Exactly the conversation I want to have on the first Rogue Theory of the New Year. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, let's see. Jessica, you had some great thoughts here. Uh, I'm going to give you <laughs> two rogies. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh. I love your takes there. Um, uh, Angelica, I'm going to give you one rogie. You had some great takes as well. But Eddie, I think uh, overall you probably had uh, a couple really amazing takes there. The idea of a... Uh, not only the TVA possibly coming in, but uh, Charles Xavier coming in, and uh, ultimately the first out of, first out of the gate, this idea of it being an alternate strange. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that if I had to say, like these screenwriters, what they the toys they had in their toy box, do they most likely? I think uh, a strange missing from the second act of this movie is probably there. If you're going to have some harmony and some mm -hmm. balance in your movie, I think you'd want Strange to be oh, in yeah. that second act there. Um, but all these are uh, awesome ideas, and I want to talk more about the Spider Verse going forward, specifically with the news this week that Morbius, the Jared Leto Living Vampire movie, was delayed. Uh, and we have a lot of questions about what the hell is going on in that movie. Uh, before we get to those, of course, we have a new latest obsession shirt inspired by the book of Boba Fett available at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It has an awesome design, comes in three colors, officially the best shirt to wear while climbing out of a Sarlacc pit. Find those shirts in all of our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. And we have some sponsors we want to thank this episode. Thank you to Sunbasket for sponsoring us. Old habits die hard, so if you're looking to kick off the year with new healthy eating habits, you can get a quick start with Sunbasket Meals. Sunbasket delivers the joy of eating with bold flavors, organic produce, and sustainable seafood and meats. Their award-winning chefs are constantly innovating with new recipes to keep it interesting each week with dozens of options. Sunbasket's fresh and ready meals are a perfect hot lunch hack. Heat and eat in minutes. And you can put dinner on autopilot with easy-to-prep meal kits that impress for a date night or win over the picky eaters in your family. Plus, they've got healthy snacks or grab-and-go breakfast items for busy mornings. Whether you eat vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free, or low-carb, Sunbasket is something to check any and every box. You can choose from delicious recipes like pan-seared salmon, tikka masala over superfood rainbow quinoa, honey balsamic glazed chicken with warm cabbage, apple salad, or chipotle barbecue tofu salad with black beans and honey mustard vinaigrette. Set up weekly delivery, skip a week whenever you need to. It's simply easy and you will love it. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash rogue and enter promo code rogue at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash rogue and enter promo code rogue. And we want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. You might not know this, but Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they are located. Watching Netflix without ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use a treadmill, which is the only thing I use at the gym because I'm afraid of the big scary things that are complicated. And I got these jack dudes who are just staring at me like... I don't wipe the sweat off anything, but I'm going to use, use my sweat rag, puny little f But uh, anyway, that's why I don't do gyms. But uh, those of you who do, <laughs> it's like ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new movies and shows. This works with other streaming services like BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. Personally, I sometimes feel like I've watched all of Netflix at this point. It's just really nice to be able to click a few buttons and BOOM! I have a whole new Netflix to watch. So you open up the app. 
select a location, tap one to connect, and then you refresh a page to access the geo-restricted show that you watched. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so that you can browse that web securely. So be smart, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com rogue. Don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com rogue to get that extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Let's move on to Morbius, the living vampire movie that just got delayed. Sony announced that they were delaying their Jared Leto Morbius Spider-Verse film from January to April 1st, reportedly as a response to the massive success of Spider-Man No Way Home and a hope to have another major title in the second financial quarter of the year since No Way Home is doing so good. It's like, do shareholders not understand just how these things work? Like, they're like, oh, Oh, you, you are a successful company in the second half of the year. Do, are startups just freaking goldfish who don't understand that movie releases? It all just happens. It's all money coming in. Any mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I hate how the financial world works. It's stupid. But anyway, that's supposedly why they did it. Now, uh, we hoped that No Way Home would end with a bit of clarity as to which part of the Spider-Verse Morbius takes place in. But uh, the movie looks like some mix of um, elements from the MCU, like Michael Keaton coming back as Vulture, as well as the Andrew Garfield continuity, because we saw the Oscorp Tower that is the exact same version of the tower that we saw in the 2014 and 2012 film, as well as the uh, Tobey Maguire continuity, because we did see that graffiti of Spider-Man man is a murderer but it is the the Raimi era of the spider-man suit and then there's a version of the daily bugle that is none of these it's some crappy poorly designed prop that i have gone off on on twitter but i <laughs> i want to ask you guys now that we have seen spider-man no way home we saw how that movie ended how it supposedly reset the universe by uh including this memory wipe spell and no one knows that peter parker is spider-man now but how do you justify what we saw in no way home with what seems to be the logic of morbius's universe as a result of Doctor Strange's multiverse spell. What is going on in Morbius? Dude. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, wait. Angelica, no, no, go. Okay, go, okay. Go. <laughs> I was like, you go first? <laughs> Absolutely um, I I don't know if this is super duper wacky, but what if it was an Oscorp bat that got out and <gasps> oh. it was one of the bats out of the dozens, thousands of bats that flew at Morbius and turned him into what he is so it's like an oscorp bat from that what? toby spider Brand? universe hmm. i love that theory because that I, that's how really oscorps uh they're always trying to experiment on those animals to get some serum to make chris cooper less dead exactly mm -hmm. so he's like the spooky bat version of spider-man Interesting. Interesting. You get a you get a rogue just for that. That's Woo. a really good theory, and I don't want to follow it. So Eddie, you have to. <laughs> Can you I must. not you must. pitch anything? Uh, <laughs> just says mm -hmm. okay, Eddie. Now, cool, cool, cool. You guys, my stove's on fire. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get out. Let of it here. burn. I, I we feel... have to fix this. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like we're gonna be seeing like an incorporation of. Um, the Into the Spider-Verse kind of logic, how there are, even though uh, Kingpin had all these different things going on when he would hit that, uh, whatever it was, the device that created the multiverse trying to show up and him trying to save his wife and kid, mm -hmm. um, and we see remnants of it, even after that device you know, got shut down, we still saw remnants of that multiverse kind of almost like aesthetic in certain parts of it. So what if utilizing that same aesthetic we see glimpses throughout uh morbius of 
you know, talking about that huge change, that huge thing that happened, they'll probably put a name to it and talk about how, you know, ever since that glitch or whatever, that, you know, this is there and, and you know, this, you know, we have pictures kind of like in that Daily Bugle that's in the uh, trailer. We have pictures of this Spider-Man, but this Spider-Man doesn't look like this Spider-Man. And, and so because of the fact that those glimpses are there and those glitches, I feel like certain remnants and things like that are going to follow suit, like the designs and things like that. Mine's a little bit more, a little bit lower down than Angelica's, but I think in terms of like the basic logic for movies, I feel like it would be pulling from that because it's it's okay. a it's a winning formula already. So I think what's tough is like, would uh, people recognize that a glitch in the Matrix has occurred? You know, would yeah. they just accept their reality as it now is? I mean, we're already playing with people's memories, True. so like is part of that memory reset do they just accept that there is an oscorp tower here but there's also a vulture here and he's always been the vulture I and mean, we all just kind of accepted that j jonah jameson was the same guy you know it's like yeah you know, oh he's just jk simmons he's just that's always been who j jonah jameson is in the mcu but also in the raimi verse is that the logic they're going to use for michael keaton as vulture or they're all experiencing the mandela effect and they they piece it mm. together eventually <laughs> eventually eventually they're like the ones huh. and twos there Hey. Yeah, because no, um, yeah. even even in in the one of the things that I noticed, especially with J. Jonah Jameson, since you brought that up, was in the beginning we see him doing his his broadcast in his garage of sorts, you know, half you know in shorts and everything and, and green screen, and then uh -huh. like just a little bit later we see him and he's got like a full fledged studio and everything. Right. After the fact, I don't I don't remember if that's before or after when the spell gets messed up. But what if I that was a part? I thought it was because he started making more money trashing Spider-Man, you know, just over the course of a couple months of doing that. You know, because like that true, scene true. happened in the summertime that and then money. we jumped ahead like a few months. And I think he also has like a helicopter now, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> but I he's doing something well. Something has changed. Yeah. And I mean, he definitely reset when he didn't know who Spider-Man was anymore. So like and we know based off of that spell, it wasn't just they lobotomized them. Like, no. this was, like, Back to the Future photo fades. This was Hermione Granger Obliviate. You know, like, photos changed. Physical shit around this world. Documents changed. Uh, videos were scrubbed from uh -huh. the internet. Like, and people's experiences must have been warped in a specific way that no longer had uh, an unmasked Spider-Man in them. Either that mm -hmm. Spider-Man in their memory was masked, or, like, uh, all of Ned's memories where he was hanging out with Peter in some kind of Spider-Man context were warped so that he was either hanging out with a warped, uh, he was hanging out with a masked Spider-Man in those stories, or he was just sitting by himself in a room staring at a wall playing with Legos. Like, oh, mm. that's bleak. The logic is loose. Yeah. Loose! Logic's loose. But in that loose logic, we can fill in the gaps however the hell we want. That's what I love True. about that refrigerator. Is, is there any confirmation as to like what part of the timeline Morbius takes place? Because what if all this is happening before even the spell gets, you know, taken place. Possible. Oh, That's you know? possible. Yeah, all we know is that he knows that someone named Venom exists, yeah. right? And okay. that there is a, a criminal played by Michael Keaton who says, what's up, Doc? You know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I think the Venom thing is a telling thing. Like, he, enough people in this world know who Venom is to, for him to make that joke. So... Like, that's telling. I think, honestly, from Sony's perspective, this is just, they have their universe, and then they have these other movies that they share with the MCU. And I think all they know is that there's a dividing line between those. Yeah. That they just kind of bridged with No Way Home. But, like, 
I think that's why they have Oscorp Tower in there. It's like, hey, we have our universe of things. We're still allowed to put Oscorp Tower in the skyline of our universe. We're still allowed to reference Venom. We can do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. So I think in their eyes, it's it's all like the Garfield universe. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah. it's the Venom universe. is part of that as well. For um, some reason, I immediately thought about the cat Garfield and not Andrew Garfield. Sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a tale of two The mashup titties. we need, there honestly. You go. A tale of two Spideys. The a tale, tale of, of two, two shitties. Um, <laughs> so Angelica, well, it's like the three bears. Angelica's pretty, pretty spot on good. We got Eddie with a grounded, still good. And then I'm going to come with some bat shit shit. So, <laughs> some bat shit shit. Literally? Uh, Literally? I th- She's yeah. like, so Batman, you see? Um, <laughs> Morbius, he takes a poop. No, okay. So I think, and, and after you said the Venom thing, it kind of blows a hole in my theory, which I'm a little irritated that you brought up because I forgot. <laughs> but, Rude. But, but what if, so Morbius is dark and gloomy, right? We already saw the aesthetic of what it's giving us. And I really like the Spider-Man graffiti. And you know what the last time he did a graffiti for? Iron Man. What if this is homage to a dead Spider-Man? So I think in this universe, Spider-Man died. And I don't think, mm. and I also, when you're thinking Spider-Man's dead, you kind of think what's going to happen with the villains that are supposed to go against Spider-Man. It's like, would it be really chaotic or would some people just not be as crazy? So mm. I was thinking Oscorp is just normal Oscorp in this world. It's it's like, it's still doing its science stuff. It's not evil. It's not whatever. It's just Oscorp. It's a science, it's like a science building. And But the Spider-Man that was in this universe is now dead. So people are just giving an homage to that Spider-Man that was in that suit. And then we have the hero anti-hero anti-hero yeah that is morbius that's like i am going to save people and i'm gonna save the world so i think in this universe to try to make and piece together what could possibly happen and i know i always wish for spider-man to die but i think in this universe this spider-man is dead i don't think he exists and before the you consistency come at me again, that you have i stay on brand this. i stay on yeah, brand on brand um he needs to die uh no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. He doesn't need to die. But I just think in this universe, in Morbius, is this this one is dead. And I think after the spell, it might have taken people back to where they were, but there was no Spider-Man in this one because he's dead. Cool. I'm going to give you a rogie for originality and um, in truth to yourself because that's an important <laughs> thing in this world. There you go. It's consistency. Staying true to your uh, brand. Thank you, Voss. Yeah, thank you, I don't Voss. think Sony will ever, ever do that until there's like a narrative reason. But I I want that. To, that's simpler. It does answer mm-hmm. questions, you know? It's just, I think realistically when more yeah. happens, they're not going to answer any of this. Yeah. It's going to be its own weird story with Jared Leto being a vampire that kind of references things, but has no real internal logic with how these things connect. Because like Spider-Man No Way Home barely has logic. And that movie is very much about the logic. They have a lot yeah. of fun with the logic. But the moment you start to question it, it does start to fall apart. It's just they yeah. win us over so hard with these cameos that we don't care. And that's the magic of the movie. Yeah. The movie is very magical. So I don't there care. You go. But I feel like we might care in Morbius. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, a, just a little bit. Um, just a tiny bit. But, um, but yes, I think we did as uh, we exhausted this as much as we can until an, another Morbius trailer comes out with Very some other true. weird cameo of Andrew Garfield in it. <laughs> right? I think if you, that's one way they could fix the magic. If you just cast Andrew Garfield as Spider Man in this universe, guys, it'll just work. And have it'll him work. deny it for about eight months. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right? Just do that again. You have, you have three mm-hmm. months, Sony, to reshoot. Just, just have one scene. 
Just yep. have one scene where Andrew Garfield's uh, uh, skateboarding in the background to Kingdom Come by Coldplay, and we'll be fine. There you go. Well, um, we now have to move on to our uh, rogue questions, guys. We had a crazy episode of the Book of Boba Fett this week. I loved it so much. And one of my favorite parts was that they brought in a Wookiee by the name of Black Kersantan, who comes from the uh, Darth Vader comics, uh, the Dr. Aphra comics. He's a big boy, and he's got a whole story behind him. And they added just this other weird little backstory where he's like, Look, this, these are not the death pits of Durr, and I'm not a sleeping Trandoshan guard. Which is just some other adventure that the two of them went on, or maybe just Black Chrysanthemum went on. Um, I want to know what embarrassing story that Boba Fett was alluding to to piss off that giant Wookiee in that moment. What happened to get them into those death pits that was so humiliating to Black Chrysanthemum that Boba Fett was trying to trigger in that moment? I want you guys to just fill in the story there. What was running through that Wookiee's mind? Okay, what if... There was a situation where they were together and uh, Black Kersantan and Boba Fett were maybe like drinking or something Mm -hmm. and they ended up stumbling out and a guard, I don't know, duped him in some way and pushed him and he, he woke up in a death pit with a horrible hangover. So he he was. They stumbled all the way to a new planet. They had yes. quite a binger. Uh, they took were some ship they were on the planet, <laughs> and then they ran into a narcoleptic Trandoshan who yeah, woke. I, was pissed that he woke up, or I'm thinking sleepwalker. It's not supposed to wake up a sleepwalker. He they woke up a, a Trandoshan, got pissed off, and pushed them. Who they were conveniently on the edge of a death pit. Got yes, it. I don't okay. know why I turned this into a a. a just wild night out. Yeah, I want to see this in one of okay. these flashback does in episode three. I want him to go in the back to and remember this crazy trip. Yeah. What about what if similar in the same vein as Indelica? They went out, went out drinking. Uh, you know, the Wookiee got smashed. They're walking around outside. They see a very hairy Trandoshan soldier, and the Wookiee starts hitting on it and starts rubbing on it. And then the the soldier gets freaked out chases them all the way near to a uh, you know death pit and then uh they end up like laughing about it after the fact <laughs> i think what i do is- like that that it's a positive thing between the two of them he's trying to say don't beat me up friend we had this crazy night together exactly what if like angelica and eddie they went for a few drinks at the bar <laughs> and, uh-huh. and they were like hey he's asleep let's go steal his ship and they steal his <laughs> ship and they drive it they drive it directly into another building <laughs> there you go. and then when they wake and up and that's how boba <laughs> fett got so good at teaching people how to drive right it all there came full circle right. they did not get far <laughs> at all they maybe got like a couple yep. of yards because because no great story started with water just so we're saying yeah <laughs> mm, no 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 that's no, no, right. no they were at a bar they all end in the water yeah they all end in the water. yep that's right I think that, you know, I think this lizard's behind it. I think that lizard's now the most powerful character in Star Wars because Boba's like, I don't know if that lizard was part of the dream or not. This this is like, he just got freaking, uh, uh, what am I thinking of? He got roofied with a lizard, I think, is what happened at the end of that episode. And this lizard go. jumps from nostril to nostril on Tatooine, making people do crazy stuff. And they both had this ayahuasca lizard just kind of walk them out of the desert. Mm. Boba is an old friend of this lizard. He has no idea. But, you know, this lizard is jumped from uh, Black Crescentin's nostril to Boba's nostril and made them do 
really hot stuff to each other. There you Just go. Just like Ooh. the nastiest stuff. Uh, so some nostril hopping. New rock yeah. stars after dark. Here we go. We're starting. <laughs> right. There it is. It's it's like uh, me and you and everyone we know. They just went uh, nostril to nostril, mm. and then just like it, they traded this lizard as they were putting their nostrils to each other, and just going in and then out, and in go. and out, and, and they freaky. connected. This imagery is gonna haunt my dreams. Nothing like a good nightmares. lizard exchange. I think it's gonna make your dreams better. I think it's, these are the dreams I want. You know, for <laughs> once, can I have like Voss is like I get the I get the point. Dream. There we I go. Point for weird lizard, lizard I get the point. There you go. Give yourself I get a rogue. I get the points for my lizard <laughs> hey, mega oh. sex. I don't want to be on yes. this show. Oh if we man, it's getting wild that theory. <laughs> I'm the winner of rogue theory this there week. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Jessica's the winner. I like her story a lot. There, that was fun. <laughs> there you um, go. But you're all winners, guys. You helped us fix Morbius. You helped us figure out who that cameo was supposed to be it's to get Morbius. the wizard. Uh, the wizard logic making more sense in No Way Home. I'm proud of us. We did it. We're starting off. We're starting off right here there in we uh, go. January 2022. We're shooting this on January 6th. But rather than starting problems that'll haunt us for a year, we're giving us some nice lizard sex dreams that'll haunt us for a year. And that, mm-hmm. for that, I'm thankful. There we I'm go. Thankful for all of you. I love you guys. Well, uh, support all three of these heroes on uh, their many projects. We got Jessica Clements, Lulu underscore Clements. We got Angelica Trey, A Trey. We got uh, Eddie Villanueva at Film Lost First Podcast. Support all of them. They're doing amazing work out there. And support us with our merch. You can get this stupid shirt at uh, newrockstarsmerch.com. If I see you in public and you're wearing that shirt, I have to give you a high five. Ugh. Maybe right now I'll have an M95. I'll give you a fist bump. But a go. high five might be too much. Um, but in, in April, you know, maybe. Uh, if you've got some thoughts on our rogue theories, you can share them on our Discord. If you're over 18, just support uh, New Rockstars. You can head on over to the New Rockstars Discord server. Join the conversation. Great way you can weigh in. And you can follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to New Rockstars um, wherever you get your podcasts. My brain is breaking now because I keep thinking about that lizard. Uh, but you uh, uh, support us here on YouTube. I keep saying support us. You've already supported us by sticking around this late into a video. God bless you. And God bless everyone. See yes. you next time. Bye, everybody. God bless America. Bye. Bye.